طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلوات الله وسلامه على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جاءته سهلا وأنت تجل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Right, okay. So, from what I remember last week, we effectively finished off the istiftahat, okay, or dua al istiftah, and its uh, its uh, explanation, the meaning, the uh, commentary, if you like, or explanation of the long one. Allahumma ba'id baini wa bayna khatayaya. Yeah. So that's done. So now we can continue. So bring up this, um, this, uh, yeah. So in the Arabic, where we are now, is on the fourth line, just after the the wala ilaha ghayruk. Okay. So thumma yastaghidu thumma yubasmilu sirra walaysat min al-fatiha thumma yqra'u al-fatiha. Let's see maybe how long that lasts us. Maybe a week or two. Let's see how that goes. Translation then is that he then down down he then uh, then he seeks refuge. Okay, that's what I've translated it as, which means he makes the isti'adha. Okay, isti'adha is that statement. Audhu billahi min ash-shaitan rajim We'll come to that. Then he recites the basmalah, and I've written that as well. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Silently, which is emphasized there. Okay. Although it is not from the Fatiha. And then he recites the Fatiha. So a number of statements have been made there. A number of statements. Okay. And we need to unpack it. We need to understand what each statement means. What the definition is. And what the legal status is. And the differences upon that. So he seeks refuge. He recites the Basmala. Which is silent. It's not from the Fatiha. Then he recites the Fatiha. So although it looks like three points. There's actually two more big points there as well. The fact that the Basmala is silent when some people recite it out loud. The fact that it's not from the Fatiha when some said it is from the Fatiha. So these are significant points that need to be covered today, inshallah. Now, the first thing I'll say is that uh, Sheikh Ahsan in our new class in Quranic progression, he spent like, I don't know, five weeks or something like that, or maybe six, on just the Isti'adha and Basmala. Six weeks. That's six complete lessons. He's just started the surah now. So I'm, yeah. So I'm saying to you guys, yeah. Depending upon your time, I mean, it's all recorded, of course, okay. And depending on how much depth you want to go into, then review that. It's on the, you know, if you're on your portal, you just switch portal, switch dashboard uh, to Quranic progression, and then you'll see the resource the library there, and you can go back and you'll find the audio, and you'll find the video. And you can go into that depth. If you've done it already, of course, great. But I'm talking about people who haven't. Okay? So I do not need to repeat myself. I do not need to go into the level of detail that I might normally have gone in. I do want to mention some things, but I'm going to go more down the legal route. Whereas I'm expecting Sheikh Asana, I saw some of the content, to be focusing on the meaning and the benefits and the kind of the spiritual aspects of that, which is the becoming thing to do. I might touch upon that, but my focus is the legal side. Okay? It's fiqh side. Because it's a fiqh class, ultimately. Um... 
we take a break when we can, but ultimately that's what it's about. So let's start with what Sheikh Uthameen says. And Sheikh Uthameen, alayhi rahmatullah, is uh, speaking on page 53 of volume 3. ثم يستعيد. A, يعني he says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. يستعيد. استعاذة. يستعيذ. Okay, this is the, the, the verb. استعاذة. استعاذة. What does word استعاذة mean? استعاذة means to seek refuge. Any uh, uh, verb with the alif sin ta at the beginning of it is the tenth form of the verb. Anyone who's studying Arabic will know and that means to seek something. Okay? So see, seeking a ta'awwud. A means to, to, to make refuge, but istiadha means to seek that refuge, that protection. And the way that we normally recognize doing that is to say, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. As is the most common and the most, yani, um, the most, yani, red way. Now, obviously, with Sheikh Ahsan, I remember uh, uh, tuning in, or was I there live, where he went into the different uh, versions. And that's important. There are a number of different versions. Obviously, Pax, we only taught the very basic one, Awuz Bilal Mishan Rajim, and that's the end of it. And, you know, in fact, if we heard a different one, we'd say, You're saying it wrong. Right? That's the kind of response the normal pack would say, you're saying it wrong. In actual fact, of course, there are a number of authentic hadith which indicate that the Prophet ﷺ authentically stated it a number of different ways. So we want to com- uh, uh, cover some of these. Um, first of all, the, the ruling on the isti'adha. Um, uh, first of all, it's said silently. I know of no khilaf on this issue. I know of no scholar that has said that the isti'adha is to be said out loud in the salah. So it's to be said sirran. The two words in play here are sirran and jahran. Sirran or sir means to be silent. Jahar means to recite out loud. The Hanbalis, they said that to recite this uh, isti'adha is an obligation. It's an actual obligation of the prayer. Meaning if you don't say isti'adha, then you need to make sajda sahu at the end of the salah. It's an obligation. Whereas the vast majority, al-Hasan al-Basri alayhi rahmatullah, al-Thawri, Sufyan al-Thawri, Imam al-Shafi'i, Ishaq ibn Rahwi, Imam Abu Hanifa, Ahlul Ra'i. Ahlul Ra'i means basically the scholars of, of Iraq, the scholars of opinion. The vast majority of these people, they said it is sunnah. That it is a sunnah only and not an obligation. Why did the Hanbalis said that it's an obligation? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, says, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Right? Um, in Surah Al-Nahl verse 98. And when you read the Qur'an, then seek refuge with Allah from the accursed shaitan. Seek, refu- seek refuge. فَاسْتَعِذْ إِسْتَعِذْ Okay, فَاسْتَعِذْ that means then seek refuge. Seek refuge is a command. And therefore, the, the basic principle, of course, in the Quran and Sunnah is that, in Islam, in fact, in Arabic, in Islamic law, in fiqh, is that when you see a command, it means obligation, unless we have an evidence that takes it down from an obligation. So then you might say, okay, well, that's very clear. It's a clear obligation. It's clearly only being said. Why has, why has it been brought down? Why has it been brought down by the vast majority to just the Sunnah? In fact, Malik, Malik said there is no isti'adha. So in the Maliki school, according to Malik, well, according, not necessarily the Maliki school, because there's some difference in the school, there's always differences in the school, but according to Malik himself, there is no isti'adha. You do not say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem in Salah. You don't say that at the beginning at all. Why? What's his argument? His argument is that there are a number of hadith, most famous of them, the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, where the Prophet, where he said, 
You know the kind of hadith we mentioned last week where Abu Hurairah said, when you are quiet, what do you say? Right? And in your moment of silence, what do you say? And you know, there are a plethora of hadith like this where the Prophet ﷺ would indicate what he actually said. Here's the thing. Every time that he was asked that question, what did you say? He would respond, Subhanakallahumma bihamdika or Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna. Yeah? That is what the response would be. So what Malik and a number of scholars, basically, the minority of scholars, what they said, they said, hold on, in these hadith, if the Prophet ﷺ wanted us to recite al-isti'adha and the basmala, then he would have said, I read istiftah, يعني سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك وتبارك اسمك وتعالى جدك ولا إله غيرك أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم However, all of these narrations don't mention anything other than the istiftah سبحانك اللهم واللهم بعيد بيني واللهم أكبر اللهم أكبر اللهم أكبر يعني the various du'a, the sana' that we learn various ones doesn't have the isti'adha So that's Malik's position Okay, so now you know why there is a difference of um, uh, opinion upon uh, um, amongst the scholars on that, um, in terms of uh, um, in terms of variations, I just want to mention a few things about uh, variations as well. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم is a key uh, variation. أعوذ بالله. So instead of going straight to من الشيطان الرجيم, you mention two other sifat of Allah subhanahu wa taala: السميع and العليم. So you add these two characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So instead of saying, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim, first of all, is I seek refuge with Allah, okay? So, A'udhu, uh, I seek refuge, or I am asking for refuge. Billahi, the letter ba is to ask for with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, minash shaitan, from the shaitan, ar-rajim. And Ar-Rajim means the one who's been kicked out, the one who's been disgraced, the one who's been destroyed, the one who's been, yani, you know, accursed. Rajam, uh, 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 as we all, probably all know because of, you know, the political reality behind it, is stoning. And you are marjum when you are stoned. And the rajim is the same kind of one, the one who's been kicked out and is accursed and the one who would be stoned if you like, okay? Which is an interesting corollary, of course, because we do stone the, uh, the pillars which are in Hajj, which are kind of seen as um, a representation of shaitan as well. So there is this kind of idea of being kicked out, cursed, and so on. The reason why you find the word cursed with shaitan is because he has prohibited upon himself the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So that's why he's been kicked out. And he will never go to Jannah. Like he is the only one that we can say with absolute certainty that he is not going to Jannah. I mean... Yani in principle, in addition to those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has specified specifically in the Quran, right? So he has a permanent title, al rajim He's cursed, he's been prohibited from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that's the, that's, that's the end of it. Um, the, what else did I want to say? So therefore, when you say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ rajim when you add, Okay. It means basically I seek refuge with Allah, the all-hearing, the all-knowing from a shaitan al-rajim. It's a emphasis of the characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to indeed be the best one to seek refuge with. And of course, this is putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a general sense. But specifically when it comes to the Quran, the idea there is of course that you are now involving yourself in pure ibadah. And by the way, no one said that the isti'adah is for the salah. No one said that the isti'adah is for the salah. They said the isti'adah is for the Qur'an in the salah. 
and that's important okay it is because of the quran that we're reciting i.e namely al-fatiha and then in addition to that a surah maybe maybe not that's what the isti'adha is for and it's not repeated as we're going to find out later next few weeks this is done only one time because it's a mood setter al-isti'adha is a mood setter and but i don't want to keep saying i don't i don't want to say mood setter to make it like something a bit menial it's a mood setter and it's a legal uh, right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows us better than ourselves. If Allah, if it was just a mood setter, He wouldn't insist on us doing it. The reality is, of course, is that when you're, when you're reading or reciting or making any ibadah, especially something like salah, especially something like the Quran, what, what, what do we know about salah and Quran? Salah, we become very, very bored very, very quickly. Okay, people's minds wander. People are doing it all the time, so it becomes very ritualistic. You go on autopilot. And so therefore, Shaitan takes massive advantage of that. We all know we have a number of tools that we use during the Salah to protect us. And so that's therefore making sure that we focus, making sure that we have variation on Dua and, and Surahs to keep it fresh. Likewise, as you're going to come to learn, we know that it is permissible in the prayer when you feel that Shaitan is in, uh, dominating in a major way to make us stay out there by doing the Nafakhat, yani, which is to, which is to uh, dry spit um, more, more, uh, 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 not metaphorical, more, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, not ritual, maybe metaphorical, I guess. When you just, when you're not spitting, but you're making it look like spitting, what would the word be? Simulate. More kind of, what? Simulate. Yeah, more simulating. Yani, you know, uh, uh, there's never any spit that actually comes out. There's nothing that comes out. So it's more indica indicative of the rejection. So it would be in the middle, like this, over the left shoulder. And again, similar to the fact that it's the other, what I want to say is that this is not, uh, you know, I often see people who start practicing Islam, uh, newish kind of, or get into deen and start studying a lot. Um, uh, I don't know whether it's an indication of early struggles or whether it's an indication of not understanding the issue, but you see them doing a lot of that. Okay, a lot meaning in the salah always going, tuh, 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 tuh. and what that what that what's that what way is that indicating? Um, it's not sunnah to spend the you know half the prayer or quarter of the prayer or doing that every single rakah. There's a major problem there, and I don't think the problem is too much shaitan domination. It's weakness of that person's actual understanding. Okay, because shaitan is going to come anyway. The hadith make it very very clear when the adhan is. Uh, announced for the salah so shaitan is always yani, hanging around these places of worship why because the people who are in the places of worship are the people to target they're the mvps right they're the ones that matter they're the ones that are going to be brought down the rest yani, <laughs> already done all converted yeah so we don't care about them lot people outside people at home people not interested people not praying at all non-muslims and you know, what the hell do you need to waste time over them for limited resources they all come and make a report to iblis in the morning as we know in the hadith of sahih muslim they all come and make say well i did this i did that there's not millions and billions of them yeah there's demons there's iblis the, the ark yani shaitan and i think Ahsan answered the question why is the word shaitan used and why uh, specifically why not Iblis why not Shiatin or whatever but this Shaitan is, is an indicative kind of figure yeah, and indicating all of them and every single one from the top to the bottom from the minions to the to the, yeah, the, the biggest yeah, uh, freaks amongst them the point is, is that all of them are the enemy but they only focus on the people that matter you lot are the people that matter I want you to you know that's something you must never ever forget Shaitan is not interested in the slightest in non-Muslims yeah, they did all the work for him Okay, and he's not interested in non-practicing Muslims, and he's not interested in the people who are weak. 
because they're just looking for you know, an excuse and bam, you know, he just sends anything his way. You've got to understand that our two enemies are ourselves and shaitan. The enemy from without and the enemy from within. I think I mentioned that in um, uh, the first lesson of Quranic progression, right? When I went there to, to Birmingham and uh, <laughs> it was a bit too quick and I thought that my guy is going to start Quran that night. So I thought, let me just bust in with Surah Nasi, yani, a bit, bit of gems from Surah Nasi. The guy yani, spends the next two months on Bismillah and yani, people have forgotten. Yani, <laughs> yeah. uh, my guy, yani, he's there and I, I've given the introduction to Surah Nasi, which obviously people have completely forgotten now. Now that you started, but the the the, the interesting corollary that you, you pick up from Sultan Nas is that you are asking protection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Okay? You are seeking refuge three times effectively, ultimately from the, the nafs and the issue of the nafs. And as I said, the real enemy is the enemy from within. The enemy from within is the killer. So we like to blame shaitan a lot. You know when kids yani, do their thing, they say, the devil told me, shaitan told me, a lot of bakwas, yani. Yep. It's just poor, yani, poor excuse for people's behavior. Right? It's their own, it's their own uh, uh, weakness. And so what I want to say is that a lot of the time, shaitan doesn't even need to get involved in the majority of people. Where he really does need to do work is a practicing people. And where he needs to do work, he knows that the nafs itself isn't the kind of one that doubts itself in terms of uh, sincerity and whatever. So, it, you know, the really practicing people, the way that he comes in is to really start questioning your sincerity. You're doing it for the ego. You're doing it for the masses. You're doing it for whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You're trying to get some favor, etc., etc. That really messes with your head. Okay? And that's how they take the scholars down and the dua down and the practicing Muslims down and community leaders and group leaders and imams and all the rest of it. And then you've got the other practicing Muslims where the next kind of easy kind of get in, the, the, the easy kind of like uh, uh, entrance to their heads is the nifaq entrance that you're not doing enough and you're not real because you sin outside, you sin elsewhere. So what kind of, you know, whatever. So the truth is, is that they're not going to get the scholars with that bagwasiani. Okay, the scholars know straight through that. But the nifaq one is, is a, is a, I'm going to write, write a little bit maybe about that tomorrow as well actually. I've been thinking about that. I came across some interesting, I was reading some reading yesterday and um, from some of the, the statements of the Salaf and I come across a real nice one about nifaq and um, and it made me think actually that we need to just maybe get uh, 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 you know the scholars themselves they have enough defense for them to be aware of the problem they should look after themselves but the masses always need help always need help uh, against their battles and their biggest battle against shaitan is this issue of nifaq that you're munafiq you're munafiq you're munafiq Right, so you do all that hard work, and you do. You go through your moment. You've had your conversion. You've had your, you know, you've had your moment of realization. You've done your umrah. You've done your hajj. You had your accident. You had your dawah in university. Whatever it is, you got through to where you are, which is coming to a masjid, praying, coming to a circle, you know, wearing a hijab, wearing a beard, taking it to the next level, stopping the riba, whatever it is, and that is when perfect opportunity for shaitan to come and say but really let's be honest you want to do this you do want to do that you still do this you still do that what kind of blag are you stop pretending yani be an honest guy get rid of the beard take the hijab off blah 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 and that's what yani is is a killer for the uh, practicing muslims and the muslim community it's what destroys the thing that i did really want to talk about today or write about today just i mean talking general doubt outside you know social media that kind of thing is you know uh this will always be this will always be the kind of the, the, the main kind of topic uh, that's uh, amongst the gossiping uh, masses, 
or the you know the, the, the topic of the thingy the, the 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 day or the month. The truth is is that this is really manifested in recent times with with sisters taking hijab off. Okay, that's almost like the the big kind of um, if I was to say the pop the, the popular expression the popular expression of this fitna is sisters taking hijab off. This nifaq game. It gets to their mind, shaitan plays, 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 and they can't take it anymore. And then they convince themselves, okay, I'm just using sisters because it's an easy example. I'm sure that everyone's got, uh, I mean, uh, the standard example for everyone would be to pray less, to not bother waking up for just say it's not worth it. You know, I, I, I missed the yesterday, I wasn't going to pray asr, so why? So that's the standard, you know, uh, or to. Yeah, uh, listen to music I mean I can't do this I'm gonna whatever I'll go clubbing or go out with girl whatever it is but the easy way the, the easy one to understand is the hijab one it's very because it's a very easy kind of route to see so they're struggling hijab's hard enough as it is and uh, it goes on and, and or maybe there's people who have worn it all the time and they don't actually appreciate its value or what it means so they've just got a hijab but the rest of the body and their statements and the whatever is not in a state of hijab and then you've got shaitan full on at that person because they're deadly Right uh, uh, for 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 shaitan, I mean, to have a woman in hijab is a very very strong slap in the face to shaitan, because the the basic natural instinct, especially for a woman, is to look beautiful and present her beauty. That's the natural inclination. It's a real ask in football talk. Yeah, it's a massive ask to tell a woman to cover the one thing that she doesn't want to cover. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants to look good. Every human being wants to look good. Everyone is under the hadith of the Prophet Allahu Jamil wa yuhibbu jamal. Okay, everybody. But then women, another 100% increase on that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put that specifically in them. Right? So they have a much greater trial specifically with respect to them in uh, covering that beauty which they want to express. And I don't mean in some dirty, low, all the horrible words that we use that kind of way I mean in a natural way just to show that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me and I take effort upon myself like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to and I should then you know and waste it upon one guy miskin who doesn't even care about me at all anyway ugly who doesn't look after himself whatever and I'm just protecting myself for him and my parents who couldn't care less anyway you know what I'm saying that's hard work if you put effort into it and spend money on L'Oreal or whatever isn't it <laughs> God knows yeah, and it must be expensive that stuff as well so so the point is is that so every time you see a person going hijab I want you to know I want you to know that you know this attempt by Muslim women to depoliticize hijab or to de uh, de what to escalate de-escalate is it de-escalate what's the opposite of escalate de-escalate yeah so when you you know you know there's a there's a there's, a, there's an idea and a noble idea a noble idea in society where uh, you try to de-escalate hijab's value and political value and societal value you often see it in guardian articles or independent kind of you know leaders where you know i'm more than my hijab and you know why is it that you're always asking for whatever and then you see in the countries that try to ban hijab you know they always put up and they say that the hijab is not a personal thing it's a political statement whatever whatnot i want you to know that they are 100 percent right they are 100% right. Those people who ban hijab, they, got, they understood hijab far better than we did. Hijab isn't a normative thing. It completely isn't. And these people who are saying that, you know, in our, in the Muslim women who are trying to, they're saying that out of desperation. 
they're not saying that out of knowledge or belief or anything like that uh, or ilm or understanding I understand why they're saying it. I don't think it's haram to say what they're saying, but they didn't really appreciate what was going on here. The hijab is a massive political statement in a society like us now. And to shaitan, it's a massive statement of intent. It's a massive, massive statement of intent. Because like I said, to do that is saying to shaitan, come and give me your best shot. Because I've taken it to the whole next level. So I want you to appreciate that, that women are under constant pressure and attack from shaitan. Yani playing the nafs card that they already have yani the weakness themselves already that they want to be beautiful and show that beauty and then making them doubt themselves doubt themselves picking up on any tiny single thing that yani can be brought up while saying and you wear hijab as well are you kidding me so you like to do this and you chat like that and you talk like this and you do you watch that and you play this and you listen to that and you wear hijab Everything is put in the realms of hijab. So what happens? They can't handle it anymore and they take it off and they say, you know what it is? Um, and some of them, you know, the best of them, the very best of them, they say, I'm going through a difficult time. I need to take it off. And the very worst of them, and the very worst of them, then go to that. It's not something which is required. It's not from Islam. It's not this, that, whatever. And that's a disaster. We've lost those people. Okay. What I was going to write about is that it's shocking that we are not on the side and supporting those who take it off but say that we're struggling with it, or that I can't do it, or that I need time off, or that, or, you know, or statements that indicate some kind of weakness, maybe they're ashamed to say the weakness, but the point is a massive difference. You know, it's a disaster if we keep thinking that people who take off hijab and maybe even flaunt themselves or use that new life or whatever, that they're automatically feminists. That's not the case at all. Feminists are shayateen, 100%. But that's not feminism. That's not feminism. I want people to understand that the definition of feminism is not a woman struggling to take off hijab. That's called pressure from shaitan and that's her daily struggle. You get what I'm saying? So, um, the, the idea of... Uh, I don't know where we went from here. I don't know what was going on here. What are we talking about here? Just ta'awudh and, and protection from shaitan and knowing that he aims at, at people. Uh-huh, in, in deen and salah. Uh, actually, I've got no idea what kind of tangent I went on for. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sah, sah. See, Solange Mesa, you've got to come symbolically. That's the word I was looking Symbolically. That was the word. Uh, 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 you lot, okay, Shazad Salim and Zafar, complete fails. If I'm Yanni, in my head over here, you should say, look at the screen. Then you blame us for spoiling 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Who else am I going to blame? I just did that half. What? Half an hour later? <laughs> When they're telling me every single one got it right, by the way, yeah, we are useless. You do realize that, yeah? Look at this, huh? When did you say symbolically? What? Symbolically. Yeah, you actually said it symbolically as well. That's a problem. Should I take it symbolically? Yeah, and that is the, that is the uh, word. Yeah. Yeah, the second group has different roots to it, of course. Yeah, because even those people who start off, as if for me, in my experience, I've seen a clear connection between um, the two. Because human nature is that we don't want to 
carry that guilt with us that um, whether you wear it um, and you're thinking that you can't wear it for too long because it, there's too much pressure, or if you've never worn it, but you still know that you should and you don't want to carry that guilt and burden that I'm falling below par, um, it's easy in that case to offload that guilt by... Delegitimizing it. No, no, there's no doubt about that. So let me just make it clear. So the sister was, I don't know if the camera, the, 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 the microphone picked that up, but the sister is basically saying that the two groups of women who might take off the hijab, they're not as unconnected as you may think. And of course they're not, because they're different, uh, uh, because that's the end of the road. And to get to the end of the road, there are many ways. So there are some, for example, that never wore hijab in the first place. You've got some that, that wore it symbolically themselves, actually from the beginning. And they inside, they were always the, the ones of that second category. Um... And these are people who, whoever they are. But the, the one that you're referring to is a, a dramatic collapse, which does happen. But I want, you know, the, the, the problem is this, and a dramatic collapse by, like you said, to repeat for the microphone uh, or for the recording, that is a sister who, uh, under pressure, takes it off, and then obviously that guilt is still there, needs it, and some kind of thing. Let's look for some voices that actually can, you know, legitimize my, my, my not feeling guilt, and then, you know, whatever. And what I, that is a very bad place to be, okay? Because, as we said before, and if, if, if you haven't heard then, guilt is one of the greatest gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possible. It's a gift from Allah. The believers are those that feel guilt. And when guilt is taken away from you, then if'al mashit. Okay, then just do what you want. Once guilt has been taken away, then that's it, it's game over. Because guilt is your defense, it's your shield. If you don't, SubhanAllah, I have to stop because when you can see definition like that, <laughs> MashaAllah, Tabarakat Rahman. Lala, we need to hook up to this person, trainer of yours. Yara, definition. He's killing you, bro. He's starving you. Tell him to stop. No more. Sugar. What's this, Yara? Chili babies. <laughs> Hibs is like, what is this? By the way, you know that uh, Abida yani, just sorted us all out, right? Okay? And I'm glad that Widad has, is not here because Widad yani, would clearly have made us run out of the chocolates because we have limited numbers, but we have, mashallah, gifts from Scotland. Yeah? And it wasn't easy me bringing out on my Jack Jones on fly flipping B, by the way, okay? Fly B. No baggage allowance. No flipping life allowance. Treat me like a criminal. And there's me like a tramp, yeah, and you're carrying your chocolates. And then a custom, there was a moment where I secured, I thought, yeah, I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> and Allah knows my intention. Allah, see, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Tim Tim Ziani brought to me, no problem. But me having to bring your chocolate, me having to do Abida's dirty work, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. I'm taking one for the team meeting every week. No love. No love. No appreciation. Anyway, stop uh, uh, breaking my track. Guilt. Guilt, guilt. Anyway, I'm just saying the guilt is a great thing. So the point is, is that once guilt's gone, and then you start looking for justification, now that's a very different animal to someone that is, yeah, and, he, and, and, and this is the point I want to make, that there are a number, a huge number. In fact, it's the majority 
of women who take off the hijab who will not succumb to the desire to find justification, to find a reason to get rid of their guilt. The majority will. And our mistake as a community, hijab wearers, men, our mistake is to put that middle ground of women into the category of the feminists who have found their justification or then start to then promote that idea which is, you know, whatever. We had that discussion, uh, I think, at the beginning of last year or the year before. And when was that? That was in the uh, discussion of, um, what was it? It was Sheikh Walid's lesson. What was it? What was that Sheikh Walid lesson, man, when he, spoke, he gave the example of the woman that he sat next to about the alcohol, who was drinking the alcohol? What lesson was that? Is that the obligation of... Ah, it was about the obligation of the prayer. Uh, it was about the... Uh, the, uh, the uh, is the one who does not pray kafir or not yeah uh, go back and watch that lesson it's very very important aqidah content okay yeah and it is one thing a person being weak and drinking alcohol and that's what she was doing next to Sheikh Walid drinking alcohol she couldn't resist herself uh, no no she she didn't she yeah yeah she didn't drink the alcohol I think no she drank the alcohol she, she didn't say anything no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she didn't. That's the whole point. Yeah. So the alcohol, correct. So, so the, you know, you remember the story, yeah? She's, he's on the flight, sits next down, woman, looks Muslim. Okay. And uh, the alcohol is, uh, you know, the alcohol is brought around and it's offered to her and she doesn't take the alcohol. Okay. And she takes a tea or whatever, whatnot. And so does he. And he kind of I think I think the fact that she was not covered in any kind of way she was not practicing any kind of way maybe he'd already prayed and she didn't and you know basically advertising that she's not practicing right and so maybe the idea was after a couple of hours he should be expecting her to also drink because she's not practicing she's not covering she doesn't care about anything else so he might as well then drink as well but then she doesn't take the drink she doesn't take the alcohol and then so maybe she noticed Sheikh Walid's smile or be positive that there's, you know, at least she's not that bad, right? She doesn't at least drink. And as the whole situation is about to move on and everything, she suddenly kind of pipes up and says to him, oh, by the way, it's not because of, what did she say? Uh, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm drinking because I don't. No, Ooh, she didn't drink your pack. No, I'm not drinking because. Oh, shut up you, yes. It's not because you're sat here. Yeah, it's not because you're sat here. Like as if I'm embarrassed of you that I didn't drink the alcohol. Which is basically saying it's not because of Allah that I don't drink the alcohol. It's not because, you know, it's because I just don't want to drink alcohol right now. But I completely believe it to be permissible. Right? Which is an outright statement of kufr that has taken us straight out of Islam. And that's why Sheikh Wali turned to her and said, if you only had been quiet, it would have been safe. Just, just stay quiet, just shut up, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You you got struggling, you got a problem, you got you know, you got weaknesses. Keep it to yourself, don't worry. Yani, but when you start coming out and starting to find a justification or making statements against Allah and his book, whatever, that's a whole different level of gun. Uh, my point is is that now that we've had a couple of really high profile people, and that, that's what happens when I come home. When I come home, all I do is just you know, check up what's happening on, on Muslim Twitter and all God knows what. It's a mess out there. And you know, at the moment it's all going off, yeah. And people, you know, finding that hijab girl who did the makeup stuff, whatever, she's taking a hijab off, and the other one who did this, that, whatever, and everyone's going nuts. And we've got to be really careful to throw people not to throw people completely under the feminist bus because there's no coming back from that bus, too straight. So 
Um, right. Anyway, she uh, nothing goes harm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Right. All right. So, 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 so. Yeah. Um, there are other narrations as well. Okay, of the isti'adha. So, for example, uh, the one that we I use. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم من همزه ونفخه ونفثه. And this hadith is narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi. You'll find that in your makedua.com. You'll find that in your Hisn uh, uh, Muslims. And it's good. Same way as we use the istiftahat, the subhanakallahumma, and a different one, a different one, and you vary between them. The istiadah is a nice and easy one to just vary in between, bring more focus, and also yani, give you more protection as well. The whole point being yani, that you focus on them to bring you more, more protection. Okay? So, uh, uh, the, the specific about his hams and his nafkh, and his nafth is that you're seeking refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his tricks, from his games, from his yani, pulling the wool over your eyes, which is what he does all the time. So anyway, it's really important, really, really important, folks. I haven't really had an opportunity in this class, in logic progression, to talk about shaitan, okay? Um, have I? Have I? Has there ever been an opportunity to speak about shaitan in any kind of way? My main, if I was going to give a message as a reminder to myself and to, you know, to be my message that you never forget about shaitan, okay? As my students going forward and teaching other people in your family, then it's a very, very clear message, which I actually touched upon in an article that I wrote about Halloween, which I posted way too late because I forgot I wrote an article about Halloween. That's my always biggest mistake, that I'm, I completely forget everything. Someone sent it to me today, and I read through about a quarter of it, and I thought, bloody hell, this is my article. <laughs> Can you believe that? I'm reading through, I think, this is flipping good, man. What a start. This is stylish. This is nice. It's on Ilm Source website. This is Yanni, you know, there's only a few people write for this. Then I thought, hold on, this is bloody mine. It's mine. And I wrote it in 15. And uh, so I, I posted it again, but obviously, like, you know, probably by then everyone's out bloody trick and treating anyway. So that was, that was bloody good. That was good planning, wasn't it? But anyway, might stop some of the Americans. But the, 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 there was a, when I read it through again, and it reminded me, subhanAllah, of what I say. And actually what I said there, ironically, is the message I wanted to give you about shaitan. And I did not plan this. Wallah, I did not plan this. But the message in that article is very, very important. And that's why the title is called, Are You Being Tricked? A Tree. Meaning that is our focus so much on the origins of... Because uh, when you hear the whole thing about uh, uh, Halloween, the standard Islamic, and the correct Islamic response is that it's haram because of what it is. It is pure shirk, kufr, haram, bakwas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pagan thing. If it's not pagan, it's Christian. If it's not that, it's shaitan, whatever it is. Okay, but you know, its source is something you know bad. But my point is, is that even if you are debating that and whether it's not and it's not, it's harmless. Like you know, American scholars like to kind of blag it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's part and parcel of people's rituals. It's not something religious. Whatever. Even if that's the case, you know what the people miss, or where the focus isn't the same thing that people miss with Shaitan himself, the same thing that we have allowed ourselves to be played, and that is Shaitan in popular culture is the same now in Islamic culture. A fun cartoon character. Naughty but nice. I always think of shaitan as naughty but nice. Right? Is naughty but nice like a, 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 a cake brand? Huh? No? Doesn't naughty but nice have whatever naughty but nice is? I'm sure I've seen an advert for naughty but nice. Whatever it is. Is it cake or is it clothes or I don't know what it is but the uh, you've got the you know little devil kind of giggling and whatever whatnot 
right? You've got that association with shaitan. When, when, if shaitan is your logo, like even, 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 even football, Red Devils, right? Manchester United, okay? Now, whatever the root, I've got no idea where the hell Red Devils come from, right? To be associated with a football team. But yani, it's not being given any devilish reality, is it? You know, it's, it's entertainment, it's sport, it's fun, it's worldwide, you know, appeal, whatever. So whatever the meaning of devil is, whatever it should be, you're not getting that from Red Devils in the use of a logo for Man United. You're not getting the understanding of what a devil is when you see it in the logo for Naughty But Nice. In actual fact, the words indicate that, you know, it's the kind of thing you should push the boundaries and it's fun and it's nice, Right. When you think of the cartoon character of Shaitan in any cartoon, or in like in a Tom and Jerry kind of setup, he comes on and he's messing about. It's all fun and jokes and fun and games, right? When you, uh, um, uh, and when I said that it's now moved on to the Islamic kind of side, um, you know that when Muslims started moving to more creative ways of giving da'wah on, uh, you know, on YouTube and making smart videos and whatever and investing, the, one of the biggest ones that went viral in the Muslim world, and by that I mean kind of like the Arab world, was the video, short one, uh, you know, multi-hundreds of millions of views over all of the networks, okay, um, of the shaitan going to the guy who's sleeping and, you know, him not waking up because shaitan whispering stuff into his ear and, you know, dream on and whatever. And then shaitan then, uh, you know, the video's meant to be clever. It's showing someone going through the day and the shaitan then dancing around them, okay, and whispering into their ear. And all of it is in Arabic. And the big thing to notice was what shaitan I was. It was an actor who bald, like proper clean bald, in red, with two horns, okay, and always giggling, and always laughing, and always tiptoeing around, and always in every scene whispering to the Muslim guy, do this, do that, do this, do that, whatever, whatnot. Yani turning this shaitan into a real play character, okay, that's common society. Do you agree with that? Yes? Do you understand what I'm saying? I want you to hold that thought. How did we allow a debate even to happen over Halloween? Where the same thing has happened into evil. So evil is clearly, even if you don't believe it has a pagan tradition or a pagan origin or a Christian origin, whatever, what there is no doubt about is the the concept of evil. So if they don't use some a monster to dress up as and to celebrate, okay, or a ghost or a witch, then they use popular figures either of movies or real life serial killers. So what is being celebrated and fantasized is proper evil. So the masks that are put on and the costumes that are put on all represent and people might think that this is, you know, taking it too far. Of course I'm taking it too far. I want to understand what is the motivation behind all of this. And the idea is that you take any of the, 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 whatever it is, the killer, the rapist, the murderer, the dictator, the exterminator, the whatever it is, and turn them into fun characters that want sweets and that uh, it's okay and for the kids to be whatever. And this is the night that the, 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 the witches gather and the ghosts gather and whatever, whatnot. And they celebrate that and it's turned into a fun event. And I'm, I have no doubt that the kids and the people who are involved are having fun. But what they have done is they've turned something which is inherently evil, sometimes intrinsically evil, sometimes actual 
symbols of evil, representations of evil, and made it completely normalized and acceptable and cute and fun and R uh, and X and Y and Z basic reactions. What does that do? What that does is that it dumbs our defense down to the concept of evil and it normalizes evil, normalizes sin, normalizes horror, just like shaitan has been normalized. When you normalize something, your guard goes down. When your guard goes down, what you have allowed to happen is what society has been doing for the last X amount of years. So for example, nudity. Nudity was the same. Even in this country, people used to be shocked if they saw a woman wearing X amount of uh, uh, clothes or a lack of clothes or X level of nudity. And that shock factor was something which was real and visceral to all communities. And the simple way to get rid of that shock is to normalize it. So increase it, increase it with key people, increase it and associate it with things that people are de-armed with or disarmed. So your sensitivities and your fears are disarmed. So use maybe a person that you trust or maybe use it with something like that you don't feel threatened by, like a, like a kitchen or a car or like an ex, yeah, a normal kind of object, which psychologically you don't see as a threat, but then you associate with that nudity, but your, your mind is now focused on the actual item itself and you start then to get away with it. You know, you, you don't feel so threatened by what the woman is presenting herself as. And little bit, little bit, by little bit, by little bit, to now to a society where the vast majority of us are completely au fait and normal with nudity. Okay? And sexualized nudity at that. Not even just nudity, but sexualized nudity. And those very few people, those very few people that don't live in such a society, don't live in the world of the modern kind of fashion branding and billboards and advertising and TV and social media. You know, they physically can't handle going out. I've seen people like that. I've, I've met people like that. Well, they're not necessarily religious or scholars, but their senses can't handle what they're seeing because they've not had their hearts turned black, normalized, desensitized. Okay? And so that's happened. That's a done project. Nudity is a done project. Sexuality is a done project. Uh, deviation is a done project. Lesbianism, uh, uh, homosexuality. It's just all become normalized by increasing its frequency in society and by associating it in a fun way, nice way, whatever way it is. When you think of homosexuals, you don't think of yani, anything horrible on us. You think of the nicest kind of people and they're fun and they, you know all of that side is promoted. And so therefore that disarms you and you feel yani, completely okay and comfortable with the, the concept. That is how something becomes normalized. Associate with positivity, yani, bring the people's guards down and then allow it to then spread and then people become relaxed at it. And I want you to know that evil has happened like that with Halloween and shaitan has happened like that in our lives. And here's the problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ And what we, uh, he, and for, indeed he is for you a clear enemy. And for us, he's even, not even an enemy anymore. Let alone clear. We don't even recognize him anymore. We don't recognize, we don't have a, a sense for shaitan. We don't see him as an evil character. And here's the irony. Shaitan is absolutely 100% committed to making sure that not only do you live in the hellfire forever, but your children burn in there forever as well. You know, um, I want you just to show you how viscerally weak you all are. Me as well, but I tell you something that I I'm strong on this point. And that's not me, me uh, boasting. That's because 
I spent my life on this point. It took a while for me to come around to this point and it was one of the most important moments of my life. You see, for you lot, you can visualize Bashar al-Assad or Ariel Sharon or Trump or X and Y and you can, and you can uh, express pure visceral hatred against him. You can recall what he's done to women, raping them, killing them, taking children, killing them in front of their parents, making people beg, uh, smacking them, yani, so they fall on the floor, saying all the things that they do, and all of the kind of torture and the mutilations that these people have done against the yani, kids and against whatever, gassing children, killing them en masse, breaking the will of the parents, and then killing them afterwards as well. Yani, all the things that, and you can very easily express such outrage, such hatred, such anger against these uh, human characters and uh, you would easily pray for their for their destruction and you can easily be comfortable with them burning for with hell forever in unimaginable torture because you can feel the pain that they have inflicted and they are not one billionth billionth as evil as shaitan is and they are not they do not have the capacity for one billionth of the harm that shaitan wants to cause for you Shaitan, he laughs at people like Bashar Assad. He laughs at them because he, and I, can, I, can, I can see, not imagine, I know what he's saying. He's like Bashar Assad, yani, you are getting excited and high, or yani, Trump or X or Y, by torturing a person for a few minutes, or a few hours, or a few days. That means nothing to me. Eternity, not 100 years, billion years. We believe in something called Al-Khuld, eternity, infinite. He wants that to happen for infinite time. He wants your children, that that you love, to burn. And he's happy, he's delighted that you see him as a friend and as a cute character and he, 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 with a little yani, wiggly tail and a thingy and a red kind of, and a cartoon character, makes his job a hundred times easier. You can't even see him. You're not scared of him. You don't consider him to be an enemy. And it is destroying the Muslim community because shaitan, especially practicing Muslims, they, he's at them day and night, day and night, day and night, in the ways that they're not expecting, via avenues that uh, target them specifically. And we're sitting there thinking, nah, he's all right. Nah, he's not such a threat. And nah, that's not really happening to me. Nah, at this moment, no one's actually speaking to me or trying to change my mind. Or nah, no, no one's trying to push me to the dark side or anything like that. Or nah, no one's trying to make me, I'm in control. Yani the, and if Bashar al-Assad was here, or you were living yani, on the run yani, from his regime, or you're on the run from one of these people, you would then, you would, for one, even for one second, would you dare to close your eyes? You'd be looking here, there, is it, am I going to get caught? Am I going to get tortured the rest of my life? Am I, you, the, 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 the adrenaline that will be pumping through you will be a whole different level. Whereas shaitan, a hundred billion times more worse, a hundred billion times more yani, intellectually and emotionally uh, committed and invested to destroying you forever. And yani, taking time. So you're enjoying yourself. So what I'm trying to say to you is that the importance of al-isti'adha and ta'awudh of seeking refuge of Allah in a real sense, in a meaningful sense, in a living sense, is essential. Is essential. The isti'adha must not be underestimated. Our, our need for protection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must not be underestimated. Our enemy must not be underestimated. And we underestimate him every day, every single day, all day and night, we underestimate him. Okay? That's me on my soapbox. That's me done. Right? So, um, What else can we say? La ilaha illallah. 
Uh, just to finish off yani, that point, 54, Sheikh uh, Uthameen says, the reason that he, shaitan is used, ismu jinsin yashmanu al-shaytan al-awwal al-alladhi umira bis-sujood li-adam falam yasjud. This word shaitan is a general, yani is referring to the entire genre of shayateen. It specifically refers to the, the first shaitan, Iblis himself, who did not prostrate to Adam when he was commanded. And it also includes all of his progeny. وَهُوَ مِنْ شَطَنَ إِذَا بَعْدُ Shatan means that which is rejected and that which is which is far. Because of the distance from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah has cursed him. He, he expelled him and he put him very far away from his mercy. Or it's the word shaitan is either from shatan which means to be distant, or it's from the word shata. Shata. Uh, did uh, Ahsan go into linguistics of shaitan? I hope he did. He must have. He must have. Uh, uh, in any case, shaitan means to get angry, and of course, anger is all from shaitan. That yani sifa of anger is from shaitan himself. Um, all of the kind of characteristics of shaitan are hastiness and anger and quick emotive reacting, and that is yani something which is. Uh, 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 it is um, something as well, and uh, rajim is the one marjum. Bimana yani marjum, that which has been uh, kicked out. Okay. Any questions on? Let's 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 before I move on. Let's online, yeah. So to finish off then, shaitan is rajim with two meanings. It is marjum bil'anatillah. Yani he is stoned and expelled because of the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa tardihi wa ib'adihi an rahmatihi wa huwa rajim ghayruhu bil ma'asi. Subhanallah. I forgot to mention that. That rajim has two meanings. It means marjum and rajim. Rajim, which is on the, 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 the Arabic uh, weight of fa'il. Fa'il means the one who does it and the one is done to. So... He is marjum, the one who is stoned and expelled and cursed as a result. And he is the rajim, meaning he's the one who does it as well. So he curses and he expels people as well. He curses people with sin. He pushes sin upon people and he pushes them away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's something, yani, uh, which is a very good point. Yani, Allah from Sheikh Uthameen. All right, let's deal with some questions, some technical questions. Uh, about that, yeah. Where are they? Get down, down to that. Uh, get down, 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 down. Any questions in here? While we find these questions, about Shaitan, the dog. Down, down, yara. Okay, these are salams. That's cool. Huh? Yeah, well, live be harsh on dogs. That's some too harsh on dogs. Sahih. Okay. Those said isti'ad is not obligatory. What is the evidence? I said that, Rafi'ah. I said that yani, the hadith that, uh, that uh, mentioned what is it that you said in your silence, they never said isti'ad. That's why. They said that those hadith are to be given. I think, and they said, and, and so if Rafi'ah now says, okay, but Allah says, that's very clear. What did they say to that? What do you think they'll say? One, good. He was heard. Maybe silently, but what, how will the response be to the ayah itself that when you recite the Quran, then seek refuge of Allah uh, uh, from the Shaitan al-Rajim? We're not reciting the Quran, Quran, Quran. 
So, you know, that is, is uh, you see, you see, uh, although Quran is in, Quran is recited, but Quran is very much in the wrapper of the Salah. They'll say that's a unique yani thing in itself, whereas Allah revealed it down for the Quran, which is recited in the Quran proper, which is fair enough, which is fair enough, okay? Um, yeah, yeah, Solange having a moan, fair enough to be honest. Juwairiya, you can, everyone quotes me anyway, so I don't know why you're asking me, like as if, any, you know. Um, but yeah, just on that spitting, I just want to make it clear, yeah, that you know, this is the kind of people who, uh, listen, I am someone not a fan yani, for, of kids running around masjid, this, that, whatever, you know, making a mess, blah, 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 and causing all kind of hell, right? But the truth, and people always say, I can't concentrate, I can't focus, whatever, which is correct, and that's why they shouldn't be there. Yani, they shouldn't, all right? However, however, you can't keep blaming kids for your lack of ability to focus in the salah, right? Uh, you can stop that once and you can remove it as a instigator of of waswas in your prayer but you can't forever just keep writing off your prayer and its quality because of kids and likewise you can't just keep blaming yani, your inability to focus on shaitan you gotta yani, you gotta stand up for yourself sometime and a person the prayer is not yani, some just whole exercise you get what I'm saying right um I also get annoyed by the hijab is my choice trope. Yep, it does. Yep, that's me. It's two of us. It is not. It is not. Is it not part of guilt when people try to offer justification? Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, advertising slogan for cakes. All right. Thank you, Rada. Uh, uh, Rosmina, what's that? Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yani, so the hams and the nafq and the nafq, I'm sure that uh, 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 Ahsan has gone into that. Um, my, I would need to revise the exact uh, basis for the differentiation of the all three. There's some really good articles, and I never read anything for it um, about uh, differentiating. But I can tell you that the ulama effectively focused on his whispering, the nafq, and the fact that he insinuates and his tricking. These are like the three kind of Yani general areas, the hems, the tricking, the naf, the whispering, the naf, yani the, the idea that he uh, suggests something without it necessarily being a whisperer. The whisperer is the idea of accentuating what you're already saying already. You know, so you're not even confused whether that's you speaking or whether that's him, right? And then just straight out blagging you, straight out yani playing you. That's tricking, that's his hems, and so on. Right. Um, yep, 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 yep. How did you get that certain certainty? And level of hatred. Uh, how? What happened? What happened? There was something that happened. And I wish I could make a dramatic, nice story out of it, but I can't. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. But to be honest, it's very basic. It's not like exactly rocket science, is it? I mean, anything that I said, was anything wrong in what I said? Was there anything super intellectual about what I said? Isn't it the most clearest thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he is for you a clear enemy and yet yani his key first number one prophet got played, Adam alayhi salam, got played off the park, right? So, yani, you know, we shouldn't yani, kill ourselves for also getting played, but I'm just saying that we've just got to be able to develop a stronger defense against his game. And... Uh, He's a dog. Well, he's a dog. 
I think one of the reasons why I hate his guts is I keep telling him every day you're a dog. Like when I'm bored, I just lie down and say, you flipping dog. Yeah. Like I hate the dog. Gusson. Is, is there anything with people living in the West, born in the West, being completely different to the people born in back home and our concept of Shaitan? No, I don't think so. More desensitized? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what it is? Zaf Zaf makes a point, huh? That's true. That's very true, actually. That's very, very true. Very good point. Usman makes a point for the for the mic, for online, that you never think of your mum and dad ever visualizing shaitan in that happy-go-lucky like us fools, liberal, secularist, humanist fools, yani modern log, yani do. It's true. They see him as just straight out. Huh? Tom and Jerry Bakwas, yani. Custom, who do that? Yeah, hardcore. Uh, I, 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 well said. Well said. In actual fact, you're, you're dead right. They did the exact opposite. They proper literalized him, humanized him, made him super real. Yani, to the extent that yani, they interpret that hadith like literally as if you go outside, he's going to jump on you. <laughs> literally, no, literally, literally, literally. Straight up, absolutely spot on. Yeah? But then Zaf's question is a different one though, right? He's saying, does that, is that... I, 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 what I want to say is that, you know, he's almost insinuating that they're less susceptible to shaitan's tricks, but they, of course, they're not. People sin differently. You get what I'm trying to say? However, we're convincing ourselves to do whatever we do which is wrong, shaitan's still having a main say, but I think we sin a lot, we justify a lot. And now you're starting to see the Muslim countries now going the same way because they've also started to justify a lot of this. Correct. Exactly. That, that, is, the, that is what is no doubt. And the early generations and the, the ones in the, the Muslim countries, they never used to justify. They never used to justify. The big thing is the justification now, which is the biggest of all sins. Like, it's not... SubhanAllah, justifying your sin is not in the same stratosphere as the sin itself. Sinning is, yani, you know, sin. Sin, yani sin. Because, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created human beings to sin. They are always going to sin, but they are meant to come back from it. And they are never, ever meant to justify it. That's the normal game. The normal game is human beings, you're going to sin. Get off it quickly. Be, you know, ashamed of yourself. And make istighfar and try to protect yourself. And if you sin again, then make sure you get back to the game and always keep being in the game. Always keep your salah up. Always keep your istighfar up. And never, ever, 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 ever justify. And that is the big game changer. The justification of sin. The justification of sin. It's a killer. It's killing us. SubhanAllah, uh, Salaj did a check on Adum Mubin. Nine straight places. Nine straight places where it is Adum Mubin. A clear enemy. Clear enemy. A few weeks ago, we spoke about Ibn Abbas reading Janazah aloud. Harisi Yani just deciding that, you know, completely bored with the shaitan subject. All right. Uh, reading Janazah aloud so that the people behind could learn how to do Janazah. Can the same people, can the same principle apply to, where are you going, Iraq? Can the same principle apply to teaching children Salah when reading Dhuhr and Asr? Yeah, I, I think I answered this before, didn't I? I said that, yeah, and you don't, you don't turn the obligatory prayer 
into a you know it's not it's not a joke yani you know it's, it's it's your obligatory prayer you need to do that you pray in the night you make some nafil up and the example of the janazah prayer is not the same because it's not prayed that's the reason the janazah was done in that loud way because it's very rare very very rare very rare okay um do shayateen not die no they don't die uh, in this life anyway in the dunya um was asked if uh, da, 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 da. no no anyway we don't know more for I think because I think people are gonna get up to upset yeah that's a good question Masood asked a good question Masood asked good questions Wallah yani the hadith of the Hams has criticism over it some of the nuqad yani they consider nuqad meaning yani the top boys they uh, consider the riwayat yani of you know what it is you know this is from the uh, Masood also this is from the 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 fiqh of Bukhari. Bukhari himself was never convinced of anything more than Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim, as far as I remember. And you know, a lot of people they speak about, you know, when say you know, when you say that to someone, they say what? Are there no other authentic hadith, you know, like Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and whatever, whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, there are other authentic hadith in the other books of hadith, no doubt. But I want to say to you that if Bukhari decides to leave something out or some information out, it's no joke. It's no joke. The guy's making a statement. He's not saying it's weak. But he's saying, you know what? I'm, I'm not taking a shout on that. I'm just going to stick to the original. So I completely accept the criticism of the uh, other hadith that, in, that show an increase on Audhu Bilam Shana Rajim. And there's no doubt, and I mean, I think I mentioned this last week or week before, that the action of the, of the Ummah, like there's hardly anyone that doesn't know Audhu Bilam Shana Rajim. You know what I mean? Think about that and the fact that everyone's so different, so much different culture, so much different, yani, you know, ages and generations, and they all say Audhu Bilam Shana Rajim. That's no joke as well. The people are comfortable upon that. So I definitely believe that there is valid criticism of the hadith. Do I believe they're authentic? Yes, I do. I do believe that there are authentic increases. Okay? Um, yeah. I mean, Solange, I just want to... Can we curse shaitan? See, this is a difficult one. Okay? All right? Come down a bit. Like, there's some good questions there. All right? When we get angry, we want to ridicule yani, ar-rajim. Should we not, not just say bismillah? What does that mean? Wallahi, that's the way of, the, of, of good people, I agree. You know, it was not, you know, someone says there, do we, uh, can we curse shaitan? He, she's asking that. You know why she's asking that, right? Because it's not the sunnah to curse shaitan. It's my biggest weakness. Wallahi, but I'll take that as a weakness. I've got many weaknesses, but I'll take that one as a weakness. I'll curse out shaitan every day. I, the word, amount of words I use against that dog. Yeah. But I've not seen any evidence to make it haram. That's the reason I continue. But it's definitely not the sunnah. Yeah, it's not good on dogs. It's not good on dogs. But you know how dog is, yeah. I mean, dogs, dogs cursed with his life. He's always going to be associated. Huh? Yeah, he's <laughs> Well, like, he's man's best friend, man. That's the problem. Shaitan is, yeah. That's the, exactly. That's the link. Shaitan, yeah, see that? Lala, you don't. Shazada keeps quiet most of the time, but when he busts a gem. That's it, bro. Yeah, and you know, black dogs and all the rest of it. Bro, don't get soft on dogs, bro. Don't be getting soft on dogs. Yeah, maybe a little bit soft, yani, but not, not full soft, yani, you know. I just want to say it's not a good habit. Don't take this habit from me that about cursing out uh, that dog. But I find it very difficult just calling him shaitan and, you know, all these kind of words. He's a flipping dog. Anyway. 24-7 he's in the, he's in, in the thing. All right, class uh, uh, position is, it is wajib. 
And I believe the sajda is to be done if missed. That's the humbly position. That is the humbly position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But I, you know, the whole idea of, uh, 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 you know, I don't want to make it a big thing because the vast majority of scholars did not consider it to be a, an obligation. And that's got, there's something that's got to be said for that. But yeah, I think out of safety, a person should do this day out. Lutsiani giving us her, her uh, weekly uh, contribution. We wait a long time for this. It's of value. Having spent three or so weeks, not so much as seeing a hair on another lady's head in Mecca, Medina. I don't know, Yanni, where you were, bro. Okay, but never mind. Then walking through Dubai airport and seeing so much flesh felt abnormal. I've since acclimatized again. If you hadn't acclimatized already, Lutz. Right, I just want to say, Lutz, that Usman is laughing his brains out at that one. I swear I hadn't even finished and the chief was digging, digging straight in. Lutz, we get revenge on him, don't we? Right, next. Uh, come on, come on, quick down. Yeah, come down, 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 down. What's that? Nine, 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 what? Down, down. Yeah, as in down, as in bring it down. Yeah, okay. Sir uh, Nahal, can you explain the power of shaitan in reference to 98, 99? In Nahal, where he has authority only uh, to take him as an ally and through him associate with Allah. Yeah, I explained that in Dominion. It should have come to Dominion, isn't it? Yes, Daniel Manchester, sick class, right. Uh, permanent, uh, no, there's no permanent keeping away of the shayateen. If there was a permanent way of keeping shay- shaitan away, then the Prophet ﷺ would have ta- taught the believers. And the reason that the Prophet ﷺ endorsed Ayatul Kursi is to indicate the lack of Ayatul Kursi is going to open you up for attack. So there is no permanent way of maintaining any yani, distance from shaitan. Even the Nabi ﷺ, effectively his Qareen, which is of course jinn, which is yani, a form of shaitan effectively, okay? Yani, only the Prophet ﷺ had control over him. He would grab him right by the neck and keep him under manners. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and there is a hadith on the meaning, uh, 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 do not curse shaitan, uh, Maryam. There is. Um, the isti'adha is manduba in the madhab, and I think it is, but I think, Mas'ud, if you check and let us know, I believe that the position of Ibn Qudama, okay, is that he considers it to be an obligation because of the fi'l amr of isti'adha of فَذَكْرَأْتُ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ So, uh, yeah. Um, and there, sorry, sorry, I just want to, just, uh, just, just, just to quote for Mas'ud, he says, وَجُمْلَةُ ذَلِكَ أَنَّ الْاسْتِعَادَ قَبْلِ الْقِرَاءَ فِي الصَّلَاةِ سُنَّةِ So basically what we can say is that it is sunnah. وَلَنَا قَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ so he goes that the position of the majority is Sunnah, but for us, this is the way of uh, Ibn Qudamah. He always puts the position for them. He goes as for us. So Ibn Qudamah's position, and I always understood this yani, from him, is that it is obligatory. But of course, as you know, Hamli Madhab, Yani Riwayat, we have so many different yani, narrations. So just check on uh, uh, what you understand from any of the other books as well. Because Mas'ud is our expert on the Hamli school and we defer to him. But from I understood from uh, Ibn Qudama is that is that position, right? Any questions? Because the lesson's gone on a bit, hasn't it? Kind of messed that up, didn't I? Yes, they are in that shaitan is from jinn, but there are jinn that are not shaitan. So shaitan can't be anything but from jinn, but not all the jinn are shayateen. So just like yani human beings, some are normal good human beings, some are bad, and some are shayateen. 
Shayatinul Ins, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, right? And then the jinn, likewise. They are the genre, and then the bad ones are shayateen, proper, shaitan, iblis, full on. And the other ones are just jinn, masakeen. And some are good as well. Although we've got to meet some of the good guys, yani, you know what I mean? A bit of help here would, would, would go, you know, a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know, man. Um Abdul Hay, that's a good question. Is a new shaitan born every time a new person is born? Do you get an old shaitan as your kareen? Sick question. Sick question. Like, I have even the foggiest. Oh, la la. Chocolate. Sweet shit. Yeah, wo. No? Uh-huh. La la. What's that? Oh yes, one second now. Let me just just one second, bro. Just calm down. Right, that one can go out there. You can open it up. Right, just wait, everybody. No, no, that can go. Go, go, go over there. Yeah. Okay. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. People, just wait, okay? Because it's an important moment. This. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. You can sit down now. You're fine. Yes, Lala. Praying behind an Imam. If you're praying behind an Imam, yes, I believe so. And that's, but, but, but as we know, we're not yani, having to uh, do a sajjahu if you're behind an Imam anyway. Because it is. Part of your following is the recitation of the Quran. Yeah. Because if you are, if you are uh, in a loud prayer, so the question is, do you say I was Rajim in the no class is not over Solange. Okay, disrespect us like that, disrespect the sweets like that. What? Just because we start eating, class is over for you, is it? Yeah, that's not right for you to say things like that. Okay, just slow down, just wait, everybody. We just need to just make some plans here, because I know that you lot. Because I know that you lot, Yanni, are not on my side. Alright. Okay, take that there, right now, there. Alright. Have you gone to sleep? Heba! Heba! Wake her up, man! Just wait. Yeah, open this up. Right, what was the question? If you're late, if you've got time, yeah. Meaning that you're not going to report. Allahu Akbar, you wouldn't go for subhanakallahumma bihamdika. That's not good fiqh at all. You come late for the salah, you don't start going subhanakallahumma, you go straight into Billah, bismillah, then yeah. Now, what you were saying is that what about when you join a prayer? Prayer are two types. If it's a quiet one, you're obviously reciting. No problem understanding that. If you're in a loud prayer, what did we say? Shafi says you're reciting anyway, right? But for the rest of us, we're following. That following is like our recitation. So for that reason, you recite. Now just hold on. Okay, just hold on. Yeah, yeah. This is this is one that needs to be taken seriously. Right. This is no joke. Come on, online people, speak to me. 
Have I got one of everything? Yes, I have. Right, there you go. What happened to this one? Didn't get open? Where did this one go? Wait, wait, you packies. Hold on, hold on. Same bag. Same bag of what? Same packet. That one there, I've not seen that one. Where? There's no packet here, look. Trying to blag me, you cheeky packies. Oh, sugar, is it done? It's empty, you packies. Gussum. Right. Carry on, guys. Carry on. Any questions? Which question? Right, are you guys done, yeah? Dr. Saab, I didn't see you eating anything. Oh la la. Why not? Diet chart. That is an application of the hadith of don't go out after Maghrib. It's not nothing to do with the clothes. It's to prevent you going out after Maghrib. So, so correct, that's the, that's the hadith. Right. Huh? These. Give me a chance here, huh? I'm like, I'm overwhelmed at the moment. Can't get my head around things. I love these, man. These are the most politically incorrect sweet I've seen in my entire life. Right. All right, I'm done. Now we can go back to the lesson. You guys know sweets for you lot, okay? Okay, because to be honest, your performance today. Right, okay, good. Right, Sumaira's got some questions. You asked a number of questions I think we should, we should cover. Okay? Families of God's... Oh, I'm lost now. Go down, I think. Down, down, the other way. Coming, bring you squatlets, mate. Only people who come get sweets. Down, 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 down. Amariam. Right, a man from the companion... Yes, this, this is the, the main narration. May shaitan perish upon hearing this. The Prophet said, Do not say may shaitan perish. When you say this, shaitan becomes exultant and grows in stature. Like as if it's big as a house and say, and says it was by my power. But when you say with the name of Allah, he becomes humiliated and grows small until he ends up the size of a fly. So this hadith is one thing, but that does not mean that you say Bismillah. The, the, what this hadith means is that if a person stumbles, they say Bismillah. Not that, um, yani what I, I, I don't want... Uh, 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 I don't want a person to read this hadith and think that every time... That you want to curse shaitan, you say bismillah. What I want you to know is that if you stumble for no reason of your own and it really irritates you and you know it was shaitan's fault, you still say this one here, this is bismillah. Because this is like, you know, whoop. you know when people say bismillah, easy. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing you should say. But And this is also the hadith that I said that it's not the sunnah to curse shaitan because of the beginning part. So don't take this bad habit from me. It is a bad habit. Have you considered how shaitan sold the same stupid shirk story to all the nations, families of gods? Like, he's not even... Wallah, <laughs> 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 she's right. He's not even creative. Like, he's such a plum, yani, and the worst, worst lame stories ever. 
that cows and God knows what. She's right. Wallah, she's right. Families of gods as gods or cows as gods in the sun, I'm telling you. But then again, why try something else when it works? <laughs> My girl's got sick lines. <laughs> sick lines. Right. Ilal wujub. Wadahab ilay ata. Wathawri walawzai. Wadawud. What on earth did that say? Naqalahu? Does that say naqalahu? I guess it says that. You know, don't move, man. Ibn Hazm. Okay. And it was also. Yes, there you go. Wahu Ruwaya and Ahmed. Uh, it was chosen by Ibn Battah, Kamafi al-Insaf And this was uh, Shaykh al-Bani's position Yes mate, Salafis in the house Right, and the rest of them all They said, the, 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 the vast majority of scholars Yes, I knew it Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah Rehan, well said The majority of the scholars, they said It is the Sunnah and it is the official position Of the Hanbali uh, Madhab but I was always clear that Ibn Qudama's position was that it is obligatory and it is the class position. Sorry, it is the class position, it's obligatory. It's my position as well, Sheikh Uthameen's position as well, and Sheikh Lalbani's position, and we're happy with that. Yes, brother. That's good. Um, uh, no, I'm Abdul Hay, no more sweets because I am on a diet. I'm on a diet. Okay, tonight, obviously, I've, I've done a thousand calories today. I deserve, I, I deserve some. Huh? Who said that? Dr. Sab? You leave me alone. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm putting the wrapper in here. It's an empty box. It's an empty box. I'm trying to put the wrapper in there because all the, I'm going to put the open, open that box right now. Huh? Open it right now. Okay then. Your life has just been saved. Just been saved just like that. Just like that you got saved. Your, life was, your, your life was like this. It was dead. And then you suddenly just got your life back like that. It's amazing, subhanAllah. Well done. Well done. Perhaps it's leave. Right. There's one question, that, there's three questions that came in. I think that we've now really, really like gone on to a long lesson and people get put off when they see one hour, 65 minutes and God knows what when they see the recording. So there's a lot more here being asked, which I don't think is a good idea. But this question came to me from one of the sisters and I didn't really get time to, to, to think, so I forwarded it to her. So, so in summary, it's about yes, last week's lesson. And I had a quick read of it and she made some good points and I wanted to just bring it up. Um, What's the first one? The summary, religious validation through sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the sister was saying that what's wrong with, uh, you know, religious validation through various things? Isn't that what everyone's done throughout time and history, whatever? And I, I, in fact, I was the one who argued for that. I was the one who said, yani, you know, as Pakistanis, when we play cricket, the reason we love it so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it is coming from a position of weakness. There's no doubt. She and she's saying that... Yeah, is that true? I don't understand that. Well, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with her point that we shouldn't kind of, you know, think that everyone's all, you know, completely weak and dead and, you know, dying and, you know, whatever. Which, I, which if I gave that uh, uh, impression, then I take that back. I don't want to make it look like that. But do I believe that it is weak for us to need... Oh, sugar, we've got uh, uh, thingy-majigs. Tim Hortons uh, stuff. 
What's it called again? Timbits. What do you want? Don't even think about it. Go over there. What do you mean? Why is it? Why? Why is that stopped? Tell me that. You know why? Because you're a fail. That's why you don't get chocolate. You have the whole team to help, and you can't even charge the battery. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why did I come off? Anyway, so I do think that that there's no way that it can't be weakness. If you need your validation from something which is more... So, okay, I, now I get her point. Now I get her point. I get it, I get it now. So what she's saying is that poetry is today's sport. Yeah. That's, okay, I wish she just said that. Maybe she did say that. Okay, maybe she did say that. That poetry is today's cricket. Poetry is today's UFC. Okay, poetry is whatever. So it wasn't just Quran they got excited by. They would go and they would enjoy poetry. The difference is that poetry is halal. Okay, there's nothing haram in poetry unless you take it to yani, some crazy level. All right, where you start to yani, take it over the Quran. UFC, what the fish is halal about UFC? Yani, the only the wrestling part is halal about UFC. But there's no wrestling. It's like, you know, try to destroy, smash him. So, so anyway, but, but no, the point is made. Uh, definitely religious validation from things which are halal, which are not ideal, is something which is allowed. Definitely. I'm, bro, I'm not the one who's going to be making football haram and cricket haram. I get my religious validation every day from that behavior, man. I'm depressed day and night. If I don't see some good results, whatever, whatnot, I'll be flipping in, I'll be in clinical bloody depression day and night. I'll be flipping egg. Ride a cup. You know, by the way, you lot are all basic people. For me, the Ryder Cup is the greatest sporting competition on the planet in history. I wait for the Ryder Cup. You know when it finishes? I can't breathe until the next one comes. And when Ryder Cup's going on, I just can't get my head off it. And how excited I was when we battered those dirty Yanks, yeah? Oh my God. I got my religious validation at the Ryder Cup. I ain't saying it's haram. I'll tell you straight. Right. Um... What am, I, what am I saying? Well, oh yeah, she was saying about Urtu Grul or Urtu Gul or whatever that thing is. It's very good and stuff. And, and uh, uh, you know, she was, her sister was saying that there's a lot of positive values. A lot of people are reminded about how there used to be disputes before and how people used to solve them. And the issue of horse riding, archery, sunnah things, whatever. I've got absolutely no argument against that at all. I haven't seen, I haven't seen more than 10 seconds. The only thing I've seen is whenever someone... Uh, uh, says this is Ortugola the 10 seconds this guy and uh, you know beard and all the rest of it and uh, me and Shizad saw some guy out of Ortugol I think yesterday or day before yesterday out of the Turkish uh, Venus you know the cash and carry the guy crossed the road and he basically looked at him and said this guy must be Ortugol <laughs> <laughs> you know he had a, you know, that moustache that kind of thick moustache and that kind of thick kind of beard you know and he had his long hair tied back and I thought this must be Ortugol I've never seen anything more than that uh, Urtugul, this is the guy, you know, Abid is the kind of guy which is Urtugul and promotes that kind of stuff. Oh, Aywallah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, keep Aywallah baying. Yeah, yeah, bay. Yeah. So, um, so I'm absolutely sure that there's positive values. But it's positive values for people who need it. I, I, don't, I don't care what anyone says. Anyone who's taking their deen validation from TV, 
even if it's our TV, whatever, whatnot, it does not have to be haram to be embarrassing. That's my point. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's haram. I'm not even saying it's not good. But at least admit it's a weakness. That's what I'm trying to say. For us to feel that, you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say to you that I get excited out of Ryder Cup. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, a real man would be saying, what is the Ryder Cup? That's a real man. When I meet a guy and I say to him, listen man, I'm trying to think of a recent example where I said to him, I shook the guy by the hand. I said something, he said something, he made me stop there. I said, I just want to shake you by the hand because you're a real man. What the hell did I say to him? Something like, it was something like, you know what, you can message me. He goes, I don't have a mobile phone or something like that. I said, you, you're my flipping hero, bro. I will sit down with you right now. I'll give you the 20 minutes that you want. That's what it was. You know, I was late, rushed, whatever, whatnot. When he bust that line, that was it. You got my attention. I'm sitting down for you, bro. So this, you know, mobile phone's not haram. And using it and enjoying whatever. But do I feel a huge amount of respect for someone who doesn't have one? Yes. And do I feel a little bit of, yani, uh, disappointed in people that do? Yes. And do I look down in pathetic yeah, any embarrassment for someone who's always on their phone? Yes. Absolutely. I feel sorry for them. A hundred percent. But it doesn't make mobile phone haram. That's my point about the religious validation. Ra, how did Zafri blah, blah, blah that one? Can you do that? Bro, you want to belate behave? Shahid, yes, bro. Yeah, you're not a real man, bro. Don't try black. Ras, look at all that behavior. Where's the size though, Shaz? You know, Mike, I tell you what, Mike, no, no, just, just press B. No, no, don't just B. Just bold it. And now send it. No, just send it. Oh, so no, my man's using uh, proper HTML tags. I know you never used that before in, in your life, Rosha, so don't forget it. Don't try it. I, I love the way that you're trying to find an easy one there. <laughs> you see, a person who knows HTML, he put the code in, bro. Yeah? That was, that was me about 10, 15 years ago. I can't remember a single code anymore. Right. So Urtugal, I'm sure it does, but I'm just saying that you would, I would only, it's like, uh, uh, let me give you the easiest example, okay, sister, right? This is the easiest example. If someone says to me, listen, I want to find out about where I can catch you or I can, where can I read more about, I always ask, do you have Facebook? If they say yes, I go, I say go to my page or go to whatever. If they say I don't have Facebook, but I, I would say no. I will uh, send it to you directly. I will give it to you by hand or whatever. There's no way I'm going to promote Facebook to someone who doesn't have Facebook. And someone's already, Yanni, that trampish, miskine, disaster like the rest of us that are already consumed by it. Then yeah, you get to Facebook because rain never hurt the wet one. Rain never hurt the wet one. But the person who's dry, why am I really getting him wet? And how can I hold these two in the same respect? I don't. Person says to me, I don't have Facebook. I'm giving you whatever you want, bro. However you want it. Someone who says I'm on Facebook, oh, yeah, go and bloody go and watch it yourself then. You're bagheret like me, so what's the difference? <laughs> so that's the example of Urtugol. There's no need for Urtugol. There's no need for that for anyone's iman or anyone's buzzing, whatever. But if you're watching all the haram stuff, and anyway, then flipping, of course I want you to watch Urtugol. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not difficult, it's not complicated what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, what was the other one? Uh, I'll just read it out, the last one. Uh, I was wondering if you could clarify how, what, 
means a mistake or means a sin. Because you mentioned um, the ayah and Surah Muhammad and how the Prophet it means a mistake, but also it means sin. So this is basically saying the word them in the Quran and yani you said that it's not a sin for the Prophet ﷺ and how do you know and whatever. No, that's not, these are two separate questions. First of all, the word them in the Quran always means sin. The question is what type of sin? Okay, so when it's used by its own, the word them is always sin. And when it's used in the same context or arena or area as Sayyat, then them means major sin and Sayyat means minor sin. If Sayyat is used in the Quran, it also means sin, generic. Them, sin, generic. If both used, them gets upgraded. Them becomes serious, becomes major sin. And Sayyat becomes uh, minor sin. Um, in Tajtanibu Kaba'ira Matanhauna, what? What's the ayah? If you avoid, if you make ishtinab of the kabair, basically, if you avoid the kabair, then Allah and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expiate expiate sayyatikum. So by definition, sayyat can't be kabair. By definition, you get the point? So Sayyid must become a minor sin and the kabair here, which is not even called kabair here, but it is referred to the serious matters, that's of serious sins. And as I said last week, or whenever I said it, that Ibn al-Qayyim has written a lot about this. So that's the first part. Let's clarify. Dhamb is always sin, either normal sin, generic, or major sin. The second question is that how do you know for... This has nothing to do with the Prophet Sallallahu when it's, when it's mentioned in the word for the Prophet it still means sin. But a sin for the prophets is not a sin. Not the word changes. Okay? And seek forgiveness for your sin and the sin of the believers and the female believers is not changing the meaning of sin. That word still means sin. But a sin, a sin for the Prophet is not sin as we understand it, like lying and X and Y, whatever. It's considered to be the mistakes, uh, yani oversights, things that he didn't know, bad decisions, the kinds of examples that we gave. And that's the answer for that. And I think that's enough. We've gone on for a very long time. Zakamullah khair. We need time to be able to eat our sweets, and these people are just putting pressure on us for no reason. Online, people have got to fear Allah, yani ruining our minds like that. Zakamullah khair, subhanakallah, wa bihamdika, shadu an la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfirullah, wa atu wa alikum, 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 w